Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Let's create a pathway from idea stage all the way to series A. Let's create an opportunity for you so that we can say, oh, you have an idea? This is where you can go. You have something that you've built? This is what we can do for you. Today's Women in Tech community shout out goes to Kayla. Hello, Kayla. Thank you so much for supporting and cheering on the Women in Tech podcast. Kayla is a PR consultant as well as a Reiki practitioner putting out amazing energy into the universe. Thank you so much for supporting and cheering on the Women in Tech podcast. Be sure to say hello to Kayla on Instagram at K-A-I-L-A underscore P-R-Z-Y-M-U-S. Tell her you found her via Women in Tech. Norwegian Airlines is one of my favorite airlines to travel when we're celebrating women in tech around the world. And on the way back from London to Los Angeles, I was able to experience Norwegian Premium. Not only did I get on the plane quickly, I was able to check my bags without any hassle, had my choice of amazing cocktails to juices and sodas right when I got on board, and the food was absolutely delicious. Legrub, plentiful. Norwegian Premium really rocked my world. I think that you should try Norwegian. It is literally one of my favorite, favorite airlines. From economy to premium, you just can't go wrong. The flexibility in booking tickets, the great prices, and the phenomenal customer experience all make Norwegian one of the best airlines to travel in the world. Hello, hello, hello. A little hello from me on this Sunday as I'm preparing for my Women in Tech podcast tour through Kazakhstan, Belgrade, Lithuania, Ukraine, possibly Uzbekistan, then flying over to Toronto, Canada to celebrate Women in Tech with Red Bull. I'm so excited to meet with Baltic Sandbox in Lithuania and with Seed Stars in Kazakhstan to bring this community together. Sometimes we feel so alone. Actually, I think like all the times we feel so alone in our tech worlds and startup life. And when I travel and I get to meet these companies and entrepreneurs and tech professionals around the world, I'm reminded again and again just how not alone we are, how we share the same mentality all around the world. And I think the block is that it's scary to be vulnerable and open up that we are all having the same struggles. I'll share a little something. I'm going to be purposely be vague um, in order to protect identities. But I was somewhere a week ago having a, a tough day. I connected with another woman in tech that I know well. And I was kind of on my breakdown point and I knew them well enough that we snuck into a bathroom and I just cried before I was doing what I was about to do. And she shared with me that she was also having a hard time and we had this really meaningful time in the bathroom, you know, being girls together and and just kind of like crying on one another's shoulder. But we both have such powerful uh, um I don't know what the right word is, appearances or, or or positions or however you want to put it, that it seems like nothing can phase us. It seems like we're always 
hauled together. But yet in this bathroom, we were both breaking down and totally being open and raw. And I think that that's what we as a community need to do with one another more is like let one another in, in this world where we have to seem so perfect all the time in order to get ahead. None of us are perfect. Not even your most iconic celebrity is perfect. We're all having our own struggles and triumphs and weaknesses. Um, And the hardest part is feeling like we're going through this life journey alone. I think, I think that that's really hard. So to know that we have one another's back, that we can open up and that we could just literally be human, even when we have to like rally it up and put our game face on so that we could win the moment that we showed up for. Those moments happening leading up to that moment that are hard to bear. If in those moments we could be vulnerable and lean on one another and know that we're safe, somehow create that like network, that environment like I was able to do with the girl that I'd known for a while and, and we snuck into the bathroom together to, to cry on one another's shoulder. That's, that's the real stuff, you know? The stuff in magazines and on stage and even this podcast and, you know, the game face moments, that's, that's what we show up for, but that's not the real stuff. That's not, that's not the journey. That's that's the momentary destination which keeps evolving and transforming into whatever the new destination is because we never quite do arrive somewhere, do we? It's all just one big journey. Whether it's dating someone, building a company, developing a marriage, having kids, surviving illness, whatever our journey may be, it's all a journey. And we're all always trying to get to this destination, this end game, but... I think the sooner that we all realize that there is no end game, that's the stuff, you know? That means we have to find the most triumph in every little moment that leads up to every new destination. Anyway, I hope you're having a great day no matter where you are and enjoy the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So, 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 so excited to be interviewing a community champion. So excited. Biot has been amazing in helping facilitate women in tech interviews here in London. And she has do it now, now. Like, we got to do this now. I mean now. <laughs> so, Bala, tell us about it. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, so, uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, so, what I do is essentially try to make sure that everyone that is in an underserved community, whether geographically or demographically defined, gets the opportunity to reach their goals. And uh, that happens to be in tech a lot of the time. And tell us, tell us about Do It Now Now. Uh, So I started the company three years ago as a side project, a passion project to encourage more people of Afro-Caribbean background in the UK to indulge in their side business projects and turn that into a way to make a difference in the world. Uh, It took on a tech background or a foreground, really, uh, because I recognize that tech is the future of the world. And if you're going to be involved in making the future, you need to be involved in tech. And that's kind of how it slowly but surely turned into what it is today, which is 
one of the uh, more for, well, one of the most pre preeminent communities in the UK when it comes to supporting people of color in the tech industry, really entrepreneurship. Anyway, that's so cool. There's a, an event for podcasters of color in the states, and I think it's so interesting being involved in several different cultures around the world because how we function and operate is so different culture mm -hmm. to culture and we need to get to know one another in order to see how to empower each person's community. What have you done to take action to um, rally the community together? So we're an events-focused community, so that basically means I run about seven to ten events a month and every single event is different. We look to encourage people to learn about the community that they have around them. So I try very hard to make sure that everyone is engaging in conversations with other people. So it's not just everyone expecting stuff from me, but they're actually learning about who else is doing really cool stuff. Um, I find it really important to encourage communication between different tiers. So people that have been there and done that and bought the t-shirt, sold the company, all of that. Yeah. And people that are just starting out so they can learn from each other. Yeah. Because someone that's just starting out has an insight that someone who's been in the, in the industry for a very long time doesn't have and so it's kind of like uh pairing people up and encouraging like reverse mentoring in a kind of way totally but I, f I think it's really important to just encourage people to be open and honest and happy in the space that they're in and creating space for people to do that. Um, it's really important to me that we do share cultures because people of color are not a monolith, obviously. Everyone has their own culture and their own belief system and their right. own way of doing things within that. But then uh we also work to make sure that uh, people that are not of color, well, people in general, right. have the opportunity to engage with that community in the most uh, in the most helpful way possible. Because our goal is to ensure that everybody has a successful um, experience of the tech industry. I think, and this goes to say, with all differences everywhere, the more we have conversation and create an open environment and mm -hmm. a welcoming atmosphere to have that conversation the more that we could, like I said earlier, support one another and going like, I don't like to be viewed as like a woman in tech separate from uh, a guy in tech. I just want to be in tech and, and have like an open space to have an honest conversation yeah. so that we could support one another and grow. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it's necessary to have spaces where people that understand the things that you've been going through without you having to explain or justify or yeah. um, give examples. They just kind of can pull from their own experiences and yeah. say, oh, I remember when something like that happened to me and not necessarily try and fix it for you because it's a usually a systemic and infrastructural problem right. that you can't fix on yeah. your own by just complaining about it or even one person helping you out. The whole system needs to change for everyone to succeed in it. So what we do is just kind of bring people together so they can have a safe space and just talk about what they're going through whether that's as big as um, I just got sexually harassed by a potential investor, which I have heard on multiple occasions. I'm sorry. Um, or it's a case of I don't know how to, my UX isn't working the way I want to. Can you help me talk that, can you talk that through with me? I think it's important to have a, a space where you can do both and you can be both. And I very much stress um, that it's important to experience things outside of the communities that I create. That's a very um, important thing to me because mm -hmm. it's important that you experience the entire ecosystem because you don't know what you don't know. And unless you, you step out of your comfort zone, 
having safe spaces are important, but they shouldn't be the only spaces that you're in. Because if that's the only space that you're in, you're in an echo chamber and you've created a limiting space for yourself. So it's really important to step out of that as well and experience new things. But um, I wanted to make sure that we had a a place where people who had experienced terrible things, I, I was reading... Uh, on Twitter or places the other day, um, someone was at an event. It was a diversity panel about racial diversity, which is rare because yeah. it's usually gender diversity that's being discussed. Right. Um, not that that's not a problem, obviously. Um, but it was about racial diversity and uh, the panel did not d- uh, reflect any kind of diversity whatsoever. Right. Um, and a friend stood up and said uh, that he didn't appreciate the the way things had been going. And was immediately shut down by the panel, by the person who asked the next question, and just silenced. Um, and in telling that story, it wasn't a case of, oh, this is what you could have done, that's what you could have done. Yeah. Because you automatically remember all of the times that's happened to you. Right, right, so, right. No one's trying to be um, racially insensitive. No one's, tr- well, I hope they're not trying. Yeah. It's just a bias that some people have. And unless um, he was very brave and he spoke about it publicly, but unless people are willing to talk about it, unless people are willing to open up those conversations, right. nothing changes. And then you find in 20, 30 years, we're living in the in a, in the same future we've been predicted whereas totally it would be great if everyone had a seat at the table and we could all contribute to the creation of the future that we all want to see not just a very few i think it's really scary to speak openly even comedians are saying it's a time where they feel like they can't make any jokes i um i think it's important that you're doing what you're doing um because like i said uh without collaboration and connectivity like there's there's no opportunity to grow together. Can you tell me more about Do It Now Now and like uh how do people get involved? You said you produce 7 to 10 events a month, which yeah. isn't it's like more than 2 a week. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> you um, must be exhausted. I am a lot of the time. Yeah. Um the reason we do it that way is because the community that we seek to serve functions primarily in person. If you think about it culturally, we focus on an Afro-Caribbean demographic. Yeah. And we're very much an in-person sort of community. So if that's the community that you're seeking to serve and we're trying, there's 2 million uh, black people in the UK, well, just over 2 million. And what we do span, spans across every part of that demographic. So it's university students, it's women in business, it's uh, people building businesses who mm-hmm. are hoping to turn into tech businesses that also make a positive uh, impact on the world. And then it's uh, uh, the, well, the fourth element isn't really in the UK, but it's um, African tech entrepreneurs. So we do a lot of work to connect people in the UK to African tech entrepreneurs for mentorship opportunities. Right. So to do all of that um, requires at least one event a month, big and then small. So um, And what's so, big for you and what's – yeah. Uh, so a small event is something where we book a room, we buy some food and some drinks, and we just get a bunch of people in a room and say, hey – talk to each other because the more you talk to people the more you know about what's going on the mm-hmm. easier it is to connect to their own circle right. of influence and to kind of spread your wings because it is a network game at the end of the day so um the more you the more people you know the better the better your chances are of succeeding in the world um so that's a small event very easy doesn't take that much planning at this point because we have our ducks in a row as to what we do and how we do things the big events are things like panel talks um, where we have to source individual speakers uh 
and then we do we do a wide variety. We do full day events. We do festivals. We do a bunch of different things. Uh, the biggest event we've ever done is a week long event. It was a campaign to end well to um, raise awareness of period poverty within the Black community in the UK. Right. So we did a full week of events and uh, six weeks before that, we did an online campaign to bring a lot of awareness to it that ended in the in the full week of events. So there's a lot of different things that we do. Um, but we found that the mainstay is entrepreneurs have a community, a personal community, but then a business community as well. And uh, they've been the core of our community for a very long time of making sure that everyone has access to the information, the tools and resources that they need. Um, and hopefully uh, from a for good perspective. And so if you want to get involved in the Do It Now Now community, you just go to doitnownow.com yes. and then... And then what happens? What's the flow? Uh, so if you want to get involved, we're launching an online community soon, actually. Nice. So very exciting um, to encourage people to communicate with each other on a more regular basis or hopefully more regular basis. Um, and uh, you can join the newsletter. And at, in that space, we're sharing all about the things that we're doing across Africa. Um, we're doing with uh, people in the UK as well to uh, help them get involved in Tech for Good because... Uh, racial diversity in tech for good ex is extremely low. So we're trying to make that path easier as well. When did you first uh, become interested in technology? Um, I started a tech company when I was at university. So when I was 19. Wow. Um, when I was 16, I read an article that said the most influential jobs in 2020 um, had not yet been invented. And uh when I was 16, that was 2006. So I was essentially living in a world that I knew was going to change rapidly. Wow. And I didn't know what that was going to be. So I just at that point decided to look for it and be ahead of the curve rather than behind it. So um, tech just happened to be one of those things that I started. I started being an early adopter of everything. So um, when Twitter came out, I was one of the first accounts. I deleted my account soon after because I was like, this is boring. Uh -huh. uh, but but um, same with pretty much everything. I was just like always trying to be one of the first people. And that eventually just led to an actual love of technology and seeing the impact that it can have. Um, I always say uh, a tech company is the only company that you can hire a cleaner, a receptionist, and also a developer um, and a engineer and all of those things. It's the thing that tech is going to save all of us. I believe that's the name of someone's company. But uh, I really do believe in the power of technology because I've seen it uh, activate and create so many jobs in primarily Western countries. And my deepest passion is job creation in Africa. So if we can encourage tech companies and help them grow sustainably in an African country, maybe they can solve the job creation problem that we're seeing. Um, you brought up some that you brought up a couple of things that I find really interesting. One of the things you brought up earlier is how in-person connection is so important. And then you also say that you think tech is amazing and doing a lot of good. But um, and I don't usually talk about this part, but I find it interesting because to me, they're two super they're polar opposites. Mm -hmm. Like I think um, a lot of what happens in the tech community creates what's the word like separation because we think we're connected but we're not really connected yeah. because we're only digitally connected and then we're end end up without actual relationships and then mm -hmm. we feel kind of alone and so what's your take on 
Keeping tech for good. I mean, that's a big question, but like, you know, uh, just when it comes to connectivity, mm-hmm. what's your take on how tech can positively influence it and how do we use it to make more of the positive rather than the, the disconnection? Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. Norwegian Airlines is one of my favorite airlines to travel when we're celebrating women in tech around the world. And on the way back from London to Los Angeles, I was able to experience Norwegian Premium. Not only did I get on the plane quickly, I was able to check my bags without any hassle, had my choice of amazing cocktails to juices and sodas right when I got on board, and the food was absolutely delicious. Legroom, plentiful. Norwegian Premium really rocked my world. I think that you should try Norwegian. It is literally one of my favorite, favorite airlines. From economy to premium, you just can't go wrong. The flexibility in booking tickets, the great prices, and the phenomenal customer experience all make Norwegian one of the best airlines to travel in the world. What's your take on how tech can positively influence it and how do we use it to make more of the positive rather than the, the disconnection? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think tech is only ever an, an enabler of a, a human uh, attitude or emotion mm. action. It should never be a replacement of it. So uh, the way uh, connectivity, the um, well, connection in the sense of human to human connection. So, uh, for instance, social media, it's it's how you choose to use it. You can make a conscious um, decision not to use it to replace um, the uh, connections that you actually have. For instance, I don't follow a lot of my friends on social media. It's, it sounds weird. But if I know, I've started feeling like um, if I know that I'm not actually going to pick up the phone and call you, then I probably shouldn't be following you on social media. Mm. Because, for instance... Um, Easiest one is my mom. I don't follow her on anything because if I know what she's doing, then I'm not going to feel like I should call her. Totally. So it's 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 really for me. It's about tech. Isn't the it's not the enemy. I don't think it's the way people use it, and that's why folk. I think tech is amazing. I think the ability to do all of those things is is incredible. The fact that we can follow all of our friends things the fact that we can reach people at the drop of a hat without having to leave our houses the fact that we can do all of these amazing things that we couldn't have done 10 years ago is fantastic and it does make life easier easy example is a uh, i work in a 100% remote team so that means that none of us are well very rarely in the same room at the same right. time doing the same thing or the same time zone necessarily so there is a lot of replacement in that in if i have a good meeting rather than uh, speaking to the person that may or may not be but beside me that day, I'm immediately just putting it on our on our, our chat group and saying this is what's just happened. Yeah, but it it does force me to communicate more actually because there isn't an opportunity to just kind of if I keep it with me and if I keep it in my head and wait to see someone, mm, then I never actually get an opportunity to share it. So it means that I I'm constantly in this position of, Oh, I have to, I have to keep in contact. It makes me, it forces me to be more proactive mm-hmm. with my relationships and less reactive, I suppose, rather than waiting for anyone to get in touch with me. I'm always, well, I'm usually the first to the first to reach out, the first to make sure that they're okay. And that if I haven't heard from them in a few days, that that means um, that they're still fine. So it's, it's up to you as a person to recognize it. And yeah. if you feel like 
it's starting to take away the humanity of your relationships, yeah. then you need to change that. I agree. As we all have, I noticed that I have addictions to maybe certain apps or my phone and I do my best. I think you overheard me talking earlier to try to be mindful mm -hmm. of the addictions so that I'm um, prioritizing my mental well-being. It's hard, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's absolutely. hard. We just have this default. It's like, uh, where's the phone? <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. um, what are some of the results that you've achieved from your organization? Uh, what has been the outcome? What kind of relationships have been made? Or what kind of companies have you seen launch and, and accelerate forward? Ah, depends which context. So, uh, well, I'll talk about the Africa stuff if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love how passionate you are, and mm -hmm. we haven't discussed that topic yet. So, mm -hmm. like, I mm -hmm. just yeah. love that we're bringing exposure to something new. One thing, if you wouldn't mind sharing, is how I could contribute, how I could help, how we could all help listening. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, in terms of the work that we've done, um, over the past three years, we've worked with over 300 entrepreneurs in Africa, across Africa, mainly in Nigeria, though. Um, in terms of build, helping them become from a two-person team to a five-person team, which may not seem like a lot, but when you add that up, it's creating quite a few jobs, which we're very excited about. Um, supporting them to enter into new accelerators, which is when they're only about, well, let's say, 300 accelerators across the entire, well, incubators and accelerators across the entire continent. That's a big feat. Yeah. <laughs> to get into one of them is amazing. We haven't actually connected anyone to funding yet, but that's the next big goal. Um but really what we've been doing is laying the groundwork for the next phase, which we're launching in a couple of weeks, actually, which is very exciting. Um, we're now launching our virtual program, which will help 19 African tech startups uh, get access to mentors across the world and also get access to um, some really fantastic masterclasses. And hopefully this is the really exciting part. We'll get, we're partnering with some, uh, with some angel investors and some other funders who will be looking actively to support them. Because the thing that we're seeing is that at the moment, the, uh, the African tech ecosystem is not strong enough to support the founders that are within it. For a single incubator, even not even, uh, something that's going to provide funding, you're seeing up to 2000 applications come in for 10 places. Uh, they accept the 10, but then what else, what happens to the rest of them? Right. So although I said we're accepting 19, every single um, person that applies will get support from us. We're just pushing 19, 19 specifically very, very far, whereas right. uh, everyone that applies will get pushed further than they've been able to get to by themselves. Um, so there's this this kind of thing that's happening at the moment that's stopping uh people that are building fantastic things, but just don't have the right network connections. They didn't go to the right universities. Um, for instance, there was some research recently done that said that of the, um, of the 458 deals, um, investment deals that were done across Africa in 2018, one in five founders went to one in seven universities. And uh, those universities were... Harvard, Yale, LSE, Oxford, Wharton, INSEAD, which is the French um, business school. So it basically said the African tech ecosystem is currently reinforcing the privilege that we've been trying to un unmake for all of this time around the world, saying that anyone can be anything. Genius can come from anywhere. Right. But because funding is so network-based, 
it's so much of who you know. It's so much of who you're able to get in contact That's with. So true. And uh, unfortunately, the angel net angel networks there currently you think maybe four or five really good ones across africa if you think there's going to be 2.2.5 billion people on the continent in yeah. just a matter of years a stone stone throw away in terms of years that's not enough that's definitely not enough yeah so you're finding that there is an entire inability for these fantastic companies that are building really great um startups that are doing things that can have the potential to hire thousands of people they can only get to maybe 50 because they don't have the cash that they need to actually get to the place that they could get where they could end up um, changing their entire country if they had the opportunity to. So all we're doing is saying, let's create a pathway from idea stage to all the way to series A. Right. Let's create an opportunity for you so that we can say, oh, you have an idea. This is where you can go. You have something that you've built this is what we can do for you. And just keep mapping that forward so that eventually, by the time they get to Series A, they have not only the building blocks that they need, but they also have all of the information, all of the connections through the International Mentorship Scheme right. to be able to get angel investment, further, further funding in the future, and be able to hack their own way rather than rely on the infrastructure that currently exists. Um, it's a big problem. It's a big challenge that we're addressing. Uh, but hopefully in the future... Any any local founder that went to a local university did the best they could do with what they've got gets the absolute same opportunities as someone solving the exact same problem as them that just happened to have the parents to send them to one of the best universities in the world. Being one of those kids that did get moved to London, that did get those opportunities to go to one of those seven universities I mentioned earlier, I recognize the amount of privilege that I've had in my life. And while... I I want I one day just kind of realize that the fact that I have certain degrees doesn't mean that I'm smarter than anyone. It just means that my parents decided degrees from those specific universities were important. So they pushed me towards those goals. But the fact that a guy in in Nigeria is doing something incredible and didn't have the those connections that, that ability or the money to pay those fees doesn't mean he's less uh, able than I right. am. So. It's interesting. I feel like the the takeaway from what you're sharing, and it's it's awesome, is that you want to share the wealth, that you want to be a conduit. You're like, okay, yes, I was able to access to these resources mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't have access to, but because I was able to, mm-hmm. now I want to make it possible yeah. to be a conduit for you to share in that success. Let me share my my yes. abundance with you. Absolutely. That's exactly it. And to get involved, uh, it would be amazing if uh, you went on the afritech.xyz website. Can you so spell it for us? A-F-R-I-T-E-C-H dot X-Y-Z. And there is an opportunity there. If you go to um, the bottom of the page, you can uh, sign up to become a mentor. And we're accepting anyone. Really? If, yeah. Like I could be a mentor? Yeah. You could, everyone is available. You could just oh. sign up. Um, we're looking for people with skills in everything because you never really know yeah. what someone's going to need. And the way we're doing it is when a startup uh, that we're working with is asking for a specific, um, for help in a specific issue, right. we then send it out to the network and whoever is able and has the skill set to meet that challenge, right. we then pair them up. We'll also like support the mentors to learn a little bit about the context that the f- startup is in so that they're not going in blind. But but um, yeah, we're supporting that connection to be made. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. you are a connector. I feel, I just see conduit like all over, <laughs> like everything that you do. Um, how can people connect with you? 
Um, so I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to get connect with me because I am addicted to LinkedIn. Can you spell thing. your name for everybody? So it's B-A-Y-O. That's ball, alpha, yellow, orange. Um, Adelaja, alpha, delta, echo, London, alpha, jet, alpha. Yeah. <laughs> and what is the best piece of advice that you think that you've gotten? I don't know that I got this advice, but I kind of realized it one day, I think. Um, but failure is quitting. Because a failure is just a success waiting to happen. So if you quit, then you fail. But if you just keep going and you keep pivoting and you keep moving and you just keep hoping for the best, keep faith alive and all that, you'll eventually get to the place that you want to be. So failure is just quitting. That's it. Have you been on a podcast before? I have, but I don't think it got out. Well, this one is getting out. This is definitely getting out. I'm elated that I get to share your story with everybody. And um, what is your favorite book? My favorite book, I haven't actually finished it because I loved it so much and I didn't want it to officially end. But um, it's Jonathan Safran Foer's Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. It's fiction um, rather than a business book. I don't know if that's... No, that's okay. What's it about? Um, It's about a young boy uh, who is looking for answers is about his father's um looking for answers about his father's death and uh just the innocence of being a child goes and asks questions to people that um he doesn't know and thankfully the world isn't poisonous and is kind and he gets the closure that he needed or at least i assume so i didn't read the ending because it was so good um i did i still don't want it to end so i'm just <laughs> I felt like I I didn't read the ending because I don't want it to end. That's (laughs) so awesome. I love that. Do you have a favorite tech tool or software or website or mobile app? Any of the? Oh, my favorite tech tool at the moment. Oh, can I name two? Yeah. Um, one is Good Barber. What's that? Oh, finding a good barber. No, Good Good Barber is a it's a no code app platform. So it's what? A no-code app platform. So like Weebly or Wix or Squarespace, yeah. there's Good Barber. So you can build an app without having to code. What? How do you spell that? Good, G-O-O-D, Barber as in haircut, Barber. Stop. Yeah, goodbarber.com. How do I not know this is good? I have been promoting this everywhere. Oh my I just gosh. Start, I just started using it a couple of months ago. Down. And they're so good. That's they're really so fantastic. Good. <laughs> like, I really thought about it. Do I really want to code, like learn how to code or do I want to find a no code platform? And eventually I knew what the words to Google because Google is only as useful as what you know to Google. Finally found the right words to put in the keyword tab and there we go. It was there. Um, So that and Canva. Also, oh, like, Canva's amazing. I, I'm a big fan of anything that hacks learning how to <laughs> learning the skills myself. <laughs> so Canva. Canva's if you don't know how, if you're like not a Photoshop wizard and don't know how to design, it essentially yeah. does the design for you. So exactly. it just looks awesome. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. Uh, is there anything you want to say that you didn't say? Thank you for having me. Aww. <laughs> uh, I usually ask this question earlier on. So, uh, but I love asking this question because I find it so interesting. What's one obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Mm. I'm still overcoming it. I think, I think the obstacles that you face in life stay with you and every day it's up to you to say that no matter how difficult things can get, I'm going to choose to keep going. Mm. Um, recently, so I design, I design communities, I design lots of things for people, uh, in, sometimes in partnerships, sometimes as a client. And, 
a partner decided to, after we worked on it together, uh, pitched it together, got got funding approved together, decided to try his very best to cut me out of the deal, Aww. take my ideas and go with it. And um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a very difficult time. It was about four months ago now, five months ago. Still fresh. Yeah, um, not as fresh as it was then, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I always think the saddest that you've ever been is always a possibility. Um, so now I've never been, I don't think I've ever been that sad in my life. And I've like, I haven't had a charmed life. Um, I've gone through things that have made me incredibly sad, but that is the saddest that I've ever been. And I didn't know that I was capable of that level of sadness, uh, for a number of different reasons. Like this person was a very, very good friend of mine. Or th- so I thought no. I'd, it was the, it was at the time in my belief, the best work that I've ever done because I was so excited. It was a female founders program. We were going yeah. to help 2000 women, uh, who have been tip- typically underserved in their communities. Uh, cause in the UK, 70% of women are solo founders, but the most of the programs don't support solo founders right so i was so excited about the fact that we were going to do something that would help all of these women who've been seeking opportunities but never been able to find them i really did put my heart and soul into designing it because i i personally believe that when i design something i'm recreating all of the best experiences in my life and i want to gift that to somebody right, right. i know that's cheesy but that's no. very much me um so I, I i put something together that made me extremely happy and made me extremely hopeful for the happiness that other people would feel when they experienced it and um for all of that to turn into something so horrible and poisonous and just cruel felt like the most awful betrayal I'd ever experienced and um I I couldn't handle it then and like I said it's it's the lowest I've ever been in my life um and now I know that that level of low is possible and that it will be easier to get there because triggers are real. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I just have to keep going and hope that one day it won't be something that sticks in my throat. Yeah. Um, and that I can rally on and somehow get back to the pe- person that I was before. I recognize that that level of cruel was somewhere in my personal remit of life something that I could personally experience and not just read about or see do you remember the initial path to healing like the first positivity out of the sadness um when someone believed me it was very odd in phrasing I'm sure someone listening will understand the context of this uh, without me having to spell it out but I grew up being scared that no one would believe me Um, And I'd never been in that full situation again since I was young. So having a situation where I thought it's my word against and who is going to believe me. Um, And the first person I spoke to didn't believe me. Uh, And when I realized that there were people that did Uh and that took my side and knew that I would never that I wasn't someone that, because he ended up trying to spread rumors about me and discredit me professionally and personally. Um, And so the fact that the truth, I guess, came out in the sense that everyone around me knew my character. They absolutely knew knew who I was or who I am. And based on that, couldn't believe anything 
that he was saying. So that was that was that was a joyous moment when my when friends listened to me and people became friends through this experience yeah. and they championed me. That was great. I mean, we don't know each other well at all, but if there's one thing that's just obvious is your gleaming love for people. I just Thank can't you. imagine it makes it breaks my heart to think that someone would actively try to discredit you. But I'm glad you're utilizing this to become stronger. Thank you. And uh yeah, thank you for sharing such a vulnerable story. I think that's going to inspire a lot of people that they could survive survive the lows too. Oh my god, and there's so many lows in life. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, there's so many lows. On that <laughs> yeah. No. Um, thank you for making time so late. Um, I think it's cool. Let's just remind everybody again, what can they do right now to support? They go to do it now now. Uh, they go to afritech.xyz. Oh, Afritech. Yeah. So what's the what's the difference between Afritech and do it now now? Like what are the, the yeah. um so do it now now is the umbrella that holds a bunch of different initiatives that we run. Uh for instance, um we we're currently running an incubator for uh people of Afro-Caribbean descent in the UK that are looking to change the world through tech and have no recourse to other programs. Uh, so it holds that and it holds a, another thing that we do for women in business to help them uh, build real relationships with other women and together fight period poverty across the world. So it holds that as well. So it's a number of different initiatives that we run um, under that banner. AfriTech is one of those and uh, it's it has its own website because it's such a big program. Um, so it's, it's, you can go on the Do It Now Now website, actually, if that's more. <laughs> and, and it will like link over yeah, to it. Yeah. So yeah. You go, yeah. The, one of the initiatives is AfriTech and you can, it, it's just the longer process. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending your time and being so supportive no of women yeah. in tech and absolutely the tech community overall. Um, if you guys want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at Women in Tech VIP. IP.com. It takes you straight there. Women in tech, VIP.com takes you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social at women in tech show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys. Talk to you guys here. You guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Bayo Adeleja and I'm the chief doer at Do It Now Now in London. We care about ensuring that everybody has an equal opportunity to tools and resources that are readily available to the people in privileged classes, essentially. And we're doing everything we can to ensure that primarily people of Afro-Caribbean descent and women have access to tools that they can use really to build tech businesses and change the world. And you're listening to Women in Tech. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We're so proud of what we've created with the Women in Tech podcast. To support us in our journey to celebrating women in tech around the world, go to womenintech.fm and click on the donation link on the right side of the page. That's womenintech.fm. The donation link is the top right side of the page. We really appreciate you being a part of our journey and we look forward to celebrating so many more women to come.
The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.